Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode 130 of Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. My name is Joanna DeVoe. And I am the hippie, happy, yippie, skippy, flubby bunny creatrix behind, did I say flubby bunny? (laughs) Fluffy, fluffy bunny creatrix behind Kick-Ass Switch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode, back at Blog Talk Radio. And I'm going to emphasize the word shit and peace, love, and all that good shit because Facebook has been censoring me, and I don't know why <laughs> they won't let me say either kick-ass or witch or kick-ass witch together in a video. Uh, I did a video promoting the Autumn Equinox module of the Psycho Spiritual Wheel of the Year. Obviously, I want a lot of people to know about that so that they sign up and join us for this super kick-ass experience online. Um, so I did a video. Facebook shows it to my usual whatever, the people who follow, follow, follow. And I went to boost it to just my crowd, and it wouldn't let me and the reason was profanity. But I went back and watched it because I do swear a lot. And um, I was like, did I swear? I don't think I, I did. Um, and I didn't. So apparently Facebook either doesn't like the word kick-ass or the word witch, or if you put them together, it's really, really, really bad and considered profanity. So I'm going to swear today, damn it, because I can. Thank you, Blog Talk Radio. Thank you, iTunes, for letting me be as bad and as fluffy as I want to be. And speaking of fluffy, I also want to thank you guys for all of your support and the kind words about last week's episode, As Fluffy As I Want to Be, the Pollyanna Joanna episode I did, um, I divulged a lot of embarrassing stuff about myself, like my less than cool moments in my life where I just made an ass out of myself, and you are so nice. I got so many nice messages from you saying, whatever, you know, I've totally been there, or thank you for saying that. Most people won't say that, and it, I had a bit of a vulnerability hangover after, I do that a lot. I embarrass myself all the time on this show. (laughs) Why did I say that? Um, And you guys almost always, I think, sense that and rise to the moment, rise to the occasion, and shoot me little messages of support, which totally just eggs me on and makes me want to keep going. And this is my 130th episode, which means that I have been talking at you almost 4,000 minutes. (laughs) If I had to bust out my calculator for that. Uh, but that means that those of you who have been with me from the beginning know me better than some of my good friends and family members. And I just thought that was so wild. Um, apparently, I have a lot to say. I don't know how valuable it is, but I cannot shut up. And I love that this show facilitates that. <laughs> 
Um, but t- what I wanted to talk about today, let's get on topic here since I just burned up four minutes, is how religious people, the religion I grew up in, Christianity, religious people will often try to comfort each other in times of struggle or sorrow by saying that God will never give you more than you can handle. I heard that so many times, especially when I was first learning to navigate the world of autism and being a single mom and all of that. People said that to me a lot. It kind of made me want to punch them in the face because <laughs> um, I didn't feel like I was handling it very well. I was like handling it by the skin of my teeth, but I did make it through. I'm here to tell the tale, so maybe it's true. But those of us who practice the law of attraction, witchcraft, magic, we know that God, the universe, or energy, whatever you want to call it, life, we know that it also won't give you more than you can handle when it comes to deliberate manifestation, when it comes to getting the good stuff. So that's a really interesting lesson to learn. And I tend to learn my lessons over and over again. I feel like I get them in pieces or layers. So it's like, oh, I'll have a big aha moment and I get something. And then years later, I get it on a whole other level. So it's fun to like revisit lessons. And um, this year, this piece of you know, co-creating your reality, deliberate manifestation, law of attraction, magic. This piece really kicked into place for me this year, this summer especially, but it really started in the spring that, um, I don't know, my business just started really taking off this year. The coaching part of it especially, which I think actually ties into what I'm saying here, but, um, and now my brain wants to split off in two different directions, (laughs) Okay, focus, Joanna, focus, which is also very important with law of attraction. But um, I realized as my business started taking off that it got bigger than me, which you probably heard me talk about because when I really started to notice it, I started to be like, holy crap, I cannot keep up with this. I can't do this all by myself. Um, And so I started realizing, you know, in late spring especially, I need a bigger container. I'm going to have to hire some people to help me, I need a team, I need better systems in place and all that stuff. And I started thinking about a container, like i got to make a bigger container before I can let more in. And I really um, got into working with the Law of Attraction this summer, which is why we're doing this theme this month, and I realized I really, too, just need to get the fuck out of my own way (laughs) because I have a long history of holding things at arm length, things, think arm's length, things that I want, things that I'm purposely trying to manifest, they come to me and I'm like, no, no, I'm not ready yet, I'm not ready yet, and I just kick up a bunch of chaos, kind of keeping it at bay and staying in my comfort zone, and I don't even know that that's a bad thing, maybe my eyes are bigger than my stomach when it comes to manifesting things into my life (laughs) and my system my higher power my higher self just knows better and is protecting me it could totally be that it doesn't mean it's a bad thing if you do that if you feel like you're like a constant procrastinator or if you're a person who takes up a lot of chaos that kind of keeps the things you want at bay maybe there's a reason for that 
it could be. Um, but kind of circling back to what I was saying about how the coaching part of my business started taking off this year and how that applies to what I'm saying, I think that that very well could be because coaching is the one piece of kick-ass witch that I did not intentionally create. Being a coach was never a dream of mine. Like, I had no desire to be a coach. <laughs> I just was, it really happened when I started doing the radio show here, when I started doing Hippie Witch, and people started asking me if I would coach them and if I would um, work with them one-on-one. And I, I've told this story before, so to make a long story short, I kept saying, no, 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 no. And then one day I just said yes. And then one yes led to another yes and led to another yes, and then all of a sudden I had a coaching practice. (laughs) So I think that the reason that coaching came easily to me is it was not a dream of mine. It was not something that I had a lot of tension or intensity around. And um, FYI, I also just happened to really enjoy it, which I did not think I would do. I thought it was a totally bizarre, weird, even embarrassing thing to do. And then I started realizing, no, it's actually really fun. And I love I love helping people that way. I get excited about their dream and I start, you know, thinking about them on my time off and, you know, wishing them well. And I really enjoy it. So I think that's why it came easily. Because everything else is I'm very intense about. Um, So my bigger dreams tend to be harder for me to manifest. And it's not even that manifesting them is harder. It's letting the manifestation in, if that makes sense. So it's about, it's easy for me to give, examples. That always helps me explain what I'm talking about. So like the main thing for me that I've been working on for years and years is this novel series that I have been writing. I have not revealed the name of it, um, but it's about tarot and magic and witches. It's a five-part novel series. I want a traditional publishing deal. If you know anything about traditional publishing deals, they're very hard to get. Once you get them, see, even just saying this, like this little voice in the back of my head, the Pollyanna Joanna is like, don't say that out loud. You're going to make it a reality. (laughs) I have LOA superstition. Um, But typically a lot of people struggle to get traditional publishing deals, and then once they get them, they find uh, it's not all it was cracked up to be. You hear a lot of horror stories about that. I think that's definitely got into my head. But I'm very stubborn, and that's what I want. I want my books on Barnes & Noble bookshelves. I want people to read them enthusiastically and enter into this whole world that I think is super magical, that I enjoy playing in. I hope other people will come play with me, so I want to do it, you know, in a big way. I also want the the books. To, to be turned into a movie series. And I have in my head, like, you know, what kind of movie, how it should look, how it should feel. I even know who should direct it. <laughs> so I have gotten so specific about what I want, and I have spent so much energy on this and so much intensity, and I this is something that I hold away from myself because I want it too much. I have too much intensity about it. And so I've really just been working with letting it go, just letting it go, like taking it off my schedule, 
and let and trying to get into a place of joy and it's an effort for me. It really is an effort for me because I care too much. Sometimes you can care too much and it has the opposite effect of the desired effect. It ends up pushing the thing away and I am a pro at this. <laughs> I have done this with my deepest, you know, tightly held dreams. This ties into my oldest dreams of you know, working in Hollywood and making movies and making books and entertaining people that way. My Facebook, you can list on your Facebook account if you have a business page, you know, what are you? And for me, it doesn't say I'm a podcaster, I'm a blogger. It just says entertainer because <laughs> I want to entertain people. I want to make books. I want to make movies. So long-held dream. Ironically, Funny enough, I'm working with a coaching client right now who has a really similar dream and has a novel series. And I just convinced her to share her novel with a writing group where they're doing beta testing for each other, you know, so they're swapping out books and giving feedback for each other. So yay, kudos to you, coaching client. You know who you are. I'm not going to say your name, but I know you know who you are. (laughs) And I'm super proud of you. I know that's a really big step. So um, I had this idea of, you know, building Kick-Ass Witch, too, part of, just let me say this really quickly, part of getting a publishing deal is these days it's about having a big platform and growing your business. So that is, again, too, why I wanted to mention this novel because for me, in my head, I'm like, I need a bigger audience. And I'm like, but I can't have a bigger audience. I can't handle it all by myself. Um, so, again, that's another reason why... I struggle with this particular topic that I'm talking about today. I have held myself apart from things I want, not on purpose. I really, really want the things I want, and I wanted the things I thought I wanted in the past. There was just something in my system that resisted that manifestation, and you probably have something similar going on in your life. I know this happens a lot with people with love. That is something that I've talked with people a lot um, with the coaching calls. I do a lot of bizwitch coaching calls because people have the dream of being an entrepreneur. And I've noticed it's the same no matter what it is you're like really intensely focused on. If you want a soulmate but you have like this crazy level of intensity, you just push people away. Like you might get the dates lined up. You might actually get to go out on the dates. You might be on Match.com or something, but then like nobody calls you back. Nobody follows up because they sense that weird tension and you just like push, push, push them away. You're not in the flow. You can't contain that manifestation because you're just holding on to it too tightly, if that makes any sense. For me a long, long time ago, um, that kind of resistance showed up as extreme anxiety, like shaking, panic attack, anxiety, which I've talked about before, but that did at one point snowball into agoraphobia to where I was afraid to leave my house. So I understand anxiety, and I think that that is a really, really elaborate form of um holding the manifestations at bay sometimes. I missed so many opportunities, big opportunities, opportunities that I 
had dreamed of creating for myself. And what I realized um, in retrospect, like looking back, is that I am a kick-ass manifester. I'm really good at magic. I can bring things to myself. But then I would, like, scare myself to death and hold it away from myself. So for, like, acting jobs and things like that, I could get the audition. I could get the callback. And then once I realized, oh, my God, I'm on my second callback and it's down to me and this other girl or whatever for this job I really want, all of a sudden I'd be super, super sick. Or I just would be so anxious and nervous. I wouldn't really be sick, but I would, like, call in sick. Like, I can't come to this very important (laughs) callback audition that I've dreamed of my whole life for this part that I really, really want because I'm fake sick and going to hide out instead at home. And after I would make a call like that, I would feel an incredible rush of relief. I mean, later on, I would hate myself, and it would be very damaging to myself esteem the way I felt about myself but in the moment I would feel relief like oh thank god (laughs) it was just too scary I couldn't handle it and then later I would start having the thoughts of like what is wrong with me why why can't I handle this you know I'm surrounded by people who can handle it I'm surrounded by actors and models and they're traveling the world and doing all these amazing things And I think it really just depends on your personal system, maybe your soul's purpose, maybe your soul knows better than you, Um, or maybe it's just like the family that you grew up in or the climate that you grew up in set you up for perhaps a harder road. Like there are people that are raised in really beautiful, loving, privileged environments, and they become, yes, people like they just say yes to life and opportunities find them and they're like yay okay I'll do that and yay I think if someone like Cameron Diaz who I used to get compared to when I was young um, and we were like the same age and I was watching her get all these parts and she was having so much fun and she was just goofy and just saying yes and like sure okay I'll model oh yeah sure you want me to be in your movie cool I'll do that and she didn't have that intensity She didn't make a big deal about it. Um, I've told plenty of stories in the past about um, this experience that I have had again and and again and again. (laughs) I think a story I told was about a naked dress that I wore to a party. Like, I knew it was awesome and that I was, like, almost naked but with this weird crochet dress on. And I wanted the attention. I wanted people to look at me at this party. It was a huge, big Hollywood party. <laughs> and then when people did start looking at me, I got so anxious, I had a full-blown panic attack and had to run out of the party crying. Um, so I constantly wanted more than I could handle, and I was constantly overloading my system that way. Um, I have a bunch of other examples I could give, but I've, apparently I've just chatted, chatted, chatted this whole time away, as usual. Hmm. How did, I forget how um, Abraham Hicks said this, but let me, something about, um, it is possible to summon a bigger energy then you are vibrationally ready for it. That is it. It is possible to summon a bigger energy than you are vibrationally ready for. And that is what I'm talking about today. You can be really great at magic. You can understand the ins and outs of magic. You can be awesome with the law of attraction, but then you can kind of freak yourself out once you start to call things in that you are not 
vibrationally ready for? What does that even mean? Like emotionally ready for? Your system, your psycho-spiritual system on some level cannot handle that attention or cannot handle that responsibility or cannot handle that kind of love or that kind of money. A lot of people, I mean, just famously will win the lottery, people that are very poor, and they're not vibrationally ready for all of that money, so they get rid of it just about as fast as they can, and they go back to being poor because that's what they can handle. So I think that's why I just thought it would be fun and interesting to do a month-long challenge on Facebook instead of just one week, you know, show up on Mondays and do this challenge with me and let's just play around with this idea of law of attraction and, and spend a whole month just being light and fun and playful with it. And I feel like you could have a more gentle experience <laughs> with the manifestation process. I posted the second part of the challenge yesterday. Um, it's called the zone of genius it's on whatever if you go on my facebook feed and scroll down a few posts um and what i wanted people to do is just share and focus on what's really already what's already working for you what are you already good at what do you already enjoy like right now right today and then from there you can kind of think about and what is my dream what's my most fondest dream and then how can i start to like ease myself into that with new behaviors and new experiences without totally freaking myself out <laughs> and holding it away um so it's about taking the path of least resistance like I was talking about in last Thursday's video. If you haven't watched that, this all ties in together. This is again too why I'm loving doing themes because it allows it allows us to like explore one topic in depth and for each thing to build on each thing. So the video builds on the radio show and the radio show builds on the newsletter and we can just keep the conversation going all month long. And it's really important, I think, with Law of Attraction because I can just say what Law of Attraction is to you in one tiny sentence. Like attracts like. And then it just starts to get (laughs) really complex when you put you into the mix. Um, Because you are a human person and human people are, we are complicated, we are complex. So, You can draw things to yourself using magic before you are ready to receive them. And if you notice yourself holding yourself at arm's length from your heart's desire, that's when you know, okay, it's time for some (laughs) navel-gazing. Actually, I did a lot of examining my childhood and psychoanalysis-style navel-gazing Um, In my late teens and early 20s, I did a lot of that. I read all the self-help books. And all it really did for me was help me understand how I got to be so fucked up. (laughs) But it didn't help me get unfucked up. It did not lend itself well to creating real and lasting change until I discovered... Uh, what is the name of the book, by Debbie Ford, The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. And I started getting into shadow work. That's when I really started being able to change, to raise 
my vibration, so to speak, to get into a place of less resistance and to stop holding myself apart from what it was I wanted to create in my life. And I'm not going to get into what shadow work is right now, but um, that will obviously be, that's the theme of the autumn transit or winter transition, the Samhain module of the Psycho Spiritual Wheel of the Year. So hang tight. I will be talking about that in October like I do every year. If you can't hang tight, if you're like, no, I need to do my shadow work now, just go to my website, www.joannadebow.com, and then up in the corner you'll see a little search box. Put shadow in there or shadow work, and all kinds of stuff will pop up. I've done bunches of shows here on that subject and videos and blog posts and you can just go to town, or you can read Debbie Ford's The Dark Side of the Light Chasers. I love that book. It's an awesome introduction to shadow work. And for me, that is how I have learned to um, get out of my own way. And I do have time for one quick little story, but um, I'll just squeeze that in really quick because this I actually skipped. I was going to talk about it earlier, but I didn't want to run out of time and say all of that about shadow work. But um, another, obviously, books and movies. That's like my big, big dream. And I talk about it all the time because I still care very much about it. I'm a fan. I love both. And I also, you know, have a long-standing, almost lifelong dream of participating in those industries and entertaining people that way and creating worlds for people to play in. And um, I'm a great writer. I can absolutely say that with confidence. I love it, and I'm good at it. And my friends know this about me. <laughs> and when I was working at Warner Brothers, um, I was on the – I was just a lowly, lowly assistant. I had no power position, but everybody at the level that I was at, we were all writers. We were all there to work our way up that way, you know, and um, so we were on the writer's side of the TV show we were working on, and all of the PAs were writers, basically, (laughs) and we would share scripts with each other and stuff like that. And um, one of these guys was really ambitious. He was part of a filmmaking crew. His name was Michael. And um, they were making movies, like short films and stuff. So he asked me to write a short film for him, and I did. And it was called The Hood Ornament. And it was super cute, like a little love story about two kids from the hood and young like teenagers and one steals the hood ornament off of a mercedes to give to his love interest (laughs) as like a token of his affection um but anyway uh it took me after it was written and there was no pressure this was not a big hollywood production i was not making money for it but just the thought of michael turning my script into a movie i procrastinated crazy stories about why I couldn't get to him every single day. He was waiting, and I was like, my cat ate it. It fell in the toilet. Oh, I got really sick. I was vomiting everywhere. Oh, like I just always had a reason why I couldn't get him the script. And then the day that I promised him, I for sure will give you the script. I for sure will give you the script. When it was time to go to work, and I knew I was going to see him, and I promised I would give him the script, and other people were paying attention, and I was going to look like a total flake if I didn't give it to him, I literally, I did end up giving him the script that day, but it was crazy what it took for me to do that. I 
fell on the floor of my apartment before leaving the house because I was shaking so bad and sweating so profusely and going to vomit. (laughs) Um, I had like a full-blown physical reaction, and I just want to share that with you (laughs) because I'm a glutton for embarrassing myself, but I also, I really want to say that Never give up on your dream. Oh, this is going to get me choked up. Jeez. Never give up on your dreams, ever. If if you have a problem like that, if you're that scared, that's not right. And there is, there's help. There's so much that you can do to keep moving forward. And you don't have to do it right away. You can do it incrementally. You can ease yourself into your dream. You can find a little piece of that dream that lights you up and makes you happy, lights you up and makes you happy every single day. And you can ease your way into your dream in a way that's comfortable and fun and exciting. You don't have to shake and sweat and feel like you're going to throw up to get there. Just find your joy, find your happy place, and start there. Like bridge the gap a little at a time, a little at a time. Don't try to, like, bring it all to you all at once. If you listen to Abraham, oh, I'm out of time. There's great Abraham Hicks videos on this, by the way. I'm out of time. I can't believe I started crying. This was just supposed to be fun. <laughs> but this is personal to me. I love you guys. I love the stories you share. I love doing this show. This is me bridging the gap. But it's also a whole other dream. I love doing this week after week. I love you. Have a beautiful, beautiful week. And until we meet again, much love. Peace.